Welcome to the Sober Experiment podcast by Be Sober. I'm Alex. And I'm Lisa. If you're new to our podcast, Lisa and I have been best friends since high school. And after many years of getting absolutely smashed together, we decided to experiment with getting sober together. You can find out more about our story by going right back to the beginning of season one. We started Be Sober with a vision to connect people living a sober or sober curious lifestyle to help them feel less alone and show them that you can still have loads of fun without the booze. Be Sober is now the only sober community that has absolutely everything you could possibly need in one place. And we believe from the bottom of our hearts that everyone who doesn't want to drink alcohol deserves to feel normal. Hello. Hi. Final episode of the season. It feels like this season has gone on forever, but also it's only got nine episodes, so it can't have done. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's been, well, we've been doing it every like two weeks, sometimes three weeks. We've just been doing it when we can be asked. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason this is the truth that we're saying the end of season is because we might be three or four weeks off because there's a few holidays and birthdays. Woo woo, your birthday. Woo woo. It's a good job it's not yours. We'd have to have like three months off <laughs> but yeah no it's lisa's birthday so it's only the day and you won't even know when it is but it's sometime at the end of september 26th <laughs> if you want to send me cake that's okay i'll just send a loads of messages of hi happy birthday you are 40 something all right let's not get carried away now how old am i this time? i'm 43, 43 this, time. this time yeah yeah, yeah. And, and you know what i nearly did then and now i've gone and done it anyway because i've told i'm going to tell you what i nearly did i nearly went and brought it to me in good old Alex style and went, oh, I'm 45 next, which I am. <laughs> so it's ages away yet though. So let's celebrate yours. Um, talking about stuff and celebrations and partying and all that is where we want to go today. It's just us today, isn't it, with no guest? It's been pretty much us all season, to be fair. So if we're boring, yeah, we'll um, try and get some guests next month. <laughs> That might be quite nice. We've just had, it's been really nice actually to have the two of us. I've enjoyed it. It's yeah, been, yeah. I, I think more so because I get really anxious when we get guests on. So I've probably got to take a bit of blame for this. I'm like, no, no, let's leave it. Let's leave it. Because it's just so much easier. I get so scared when we have people on. I think the thing is as well, we've kind of realised that we want our guests to be like our members, our ambassadors, people we relate to, people we're inspired by. And although everyone, we have been inspired by people in different ways, we want to know them, don't we? We don't just want to pluck out random guests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we get like so many requests for people to be on the podcast. But when you're looking, it's, it's all... Oh, it's because they want it now. You're going to say it. I know. It's, well, it's a perfect way for people to advertise and showcase their stuff. And sometimes it's absolutely incredible. And we love to showcase people's things. But I just think it's been. Other times it's not. Yeah, it's just a bit of shit, isn't it? Like, yeah, you've wrote a book, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hence the reason that Be Sober doesn't have a book. <laughs> As you can see, Lisa loves them. <laughs> oh gosh. Right, now we've gone right in, putting our foot in it from the step from step one. Um, <laughs> can I tell you about my holiday and like some of the weird things that well they weren't weird. I suppose I just noticed them more. Some of the alcohol moments on holiday. 
you can I've been kind of like looking forward to and dreading this bit right because when you we talk all the time don't we <laughs> so when you come back and then we've gone straight into like holiday mode and then you said right I want to talk about it on the podcast so when you've been speaking about your holiday I've actively been trying to ignore you so it's all fresh and new to me right <laughs> I am told you all of these bits no I know I've been like we've done really well at keeping it because otherwise I can't pretend I've never heard it before Right. You couldn't even pretend it was a different week. <laughs> no, I couldn't. There's no way. Did we try and do that one? Yeah, we did three episodes a day, didn't we, on one of the seasons? And you, oh, had- that was like coming up to Christmas, and then you were trying to make me pretend it was Boxing Day or something. And I was like, but I can't because I've actually well, not had my to Christmas, happy Christmas to people. And you were like, it's November. I can't. <laughs> I can't. It's like. <laughs> I feel so ingenuine. It's horrible. Yeah, I get it. I do get it. Anyway, well, I've not heard these holiday stories, so I am well up for it. Come on. Right. So, observation number one. First of all, I want you to know that you're so right about coffee queues in the oh airport. Oh, my God. I know. Like People really queue bad. for coffee. Yeah, but the long. I know, I know, I couldn't. I honestly, that was my biggest shocker. I was like, "Why am I queuing for coffee?" Like, like really long queues, right? And and then I look round, and actually, it's because most people are doing that. Yeah, not that many people drinking there. Not as many as you think. Not as many as I thought. No, I thought everybody got on it, and they don't. Just the people we knew did. And everybody who you sat in the bar with. Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of people. But that was observation number one, right? And now I want to tell you about observations two and three. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm on the flight and I'm not going to name the air the air people, but I went with Jet 2. <laughs> oh, I love Jet 2. Oh, it was amazing. I bought with Jet 2 again to go on next week. You know what? What I want to say about Jet 2 is, honest to God, after going with Jet 2, I won't go with anyone else. For a no, they've been it. amazing, haven't they? They really, really are good. Yeah, they were they for Jet 2. <laughs> They're not even sponsoring it. We should definitely get them to sponsor it. Oh, anyway. that would be amazing. I feel well professional. <laughs> we when, when I was on the flight... Um, the first thing was the announcement. Like, it riled me. There is an announcement. Listen to it when you get on at the beginning that says, if you've bought any of your own alcohol from the duty-free, you're not allowed to drink it. Yeah. Because we want you all to drink together on the flight. Is, is that what it says? says? Well, not in those words, but that's what I took from it. It might. No, it's just saying, because they want they want you to buy their little bottles, don't yeah, they? It says something along the lines of, let's do this together. So basically, oh, I'll listen. Like, yeah, listen. Honestly, I was fuming and I wanted to find somebody. It was just an electronic voice. <laughs> I wanted to find somebody and go, uh, excuse me, I feel left out. <laughs> have you um have you ever gone out and drank your own booze? On a flight? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did it to Egypt years and years ago, right? And by the time I got to Egypt, honestly, I was absolutely smashed. I'd been pouring my own Bacardi and I don't know why I'm do, trying to do action. She's actually me. now hiding below her camera on screen, looking like she's sneaking a Bacardi. Yeah, like trying to sneak a Bacardi. And I drank so much, we were absolutely smashed. And then I made friends with other people that were doing the same on the plate because you like find each other out, don't you? And then you think it's everyone on the plane. But actually, there were probably about four people. I did it as well once. Um, 
because it's so expensive on the fly. <laughs> but, right, this is what I wanted to point out, and it's a similar sort of thing. And, and I, I genuinely don't mean this from a judgy, but it is judgy, but it wasn't from a judgy place that I noticed it. There was a woman a few rows in front who had ordered a, the full-size bottle of Prosecco, which they never used to do on flights. You only used to be able to get the little ones, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Champagne. But it was a full-size bottle. And... Every time I looked up, she seemed to be pouring this plastic <laughs> cup. And I was thinking, oh, my God, it was late. It was really late. So when you walk down to the toilet, I couldn't help but have a little look at people's faces. And you could see who'd been drinking. They were, like, blurry-eyed and away it's with the It's the dehydration, I think. Yeah, they look like, like, like they've been sucked, don't they? Yeah, like the dehydration <laughs> and the puffy eyes and, like... <laughs> But I'm saying it in a place of this is what my old photographs look like. You know, I, I completely am not saying it in yeah. a horrible place. But, you know, like, I imagine that, you know, those vacuum packs where you get over and you suck. <laughs> it's like that. Like, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All the moisture. And I used to say all the Sucks the life out of you. Yeah, but the flights dehydrated me. The air cons dehydrated me. No, it didn't. I <laughs> felt absolutely fine. It was the alcohol. So that's a revelation, mate. Yeah. There is definitely no uh, good alcohol-free menu or any alcohol-free drinks on, on board. That definitely needs some work. So if you are listening, Jet2, after our promotion, please do something. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it would be good to have alcohol-free drinks, but also I do love a cup of tea on a plane, me. I always have coffee everywhere, but on a plane, I like to have a cup of tea. <laughs> a cup of tea on the flight because you feel hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> so that was observation number two, right? And I thought, yeah. oh, that woman's going to feel rough tomorrow. So anyway, by the time we got to the hotel, it was probably about 3, 3.30 in the morning and having a six-year-old. Oh, what an awful time. I know. Find. Well, he doesn't care that I've only had three hours sleep. He's getting up at six and going in the pool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So grateful for my sobriety that just that morning. And it's weird because I'd asked you, do you still get grateful about your sobriety, aren't I? Literally, like a few, a few days before you was asking me, yeah? And I was. I woke up and thought, oh, my goodness. Thank you that I don't drink because I felt tired, but amazing. It's different. And then when you messaged me to tell me and I was like, see, I told you you still get grateful. I know. I couldn't believe it, right? Now, my next observation is there aren't that many people day drinking. No, I've honestly, that shocked me when I was away in Portugal with Rob. I could not believe how many people didn't actually drink around the pool there's hardly anyone i know what um, a set of wankers we must have looked when we were on holiday no, we were like honestly i used to be like beer o'clock as soon as the man came oh, around the came around with the tray at 11 a.m or something yeah and i thought everybody did that but they no they don't on. they have coffee coffees frappes yeah is water who knew yeah. <laughs> I know, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, so I was I was really glad about that. Now, I went to Crete. My hotel had no alcohol-free options whatsoever. In fact, she offered me a children's cocktail, and I'll tell you now, if she'd have spoke good enough English, I'd have told her to shove it up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was fuming. Like, yeah. yeah, and I think if you're really in your sobriety, you'd struggle with that. So I did what I would advise everyone else to do, and I went and found the Lidl. 
the local supermarket and bought yeah. my own and had them in the room. But then they saw signs in that you're not allowed to bring your own food and drink out to the pool because they serve it at the bar. And I uh, thought, no, I am. Yeah, I would know. Oh, you know what I did once in, um, oh, where was that? Morocco. You know, my Chili's water bottle. Yeah. I can't even believe it. It's making me feel sick because (laughs) I don't put anything other than water in my water bottles because I feel like you can never get the taste. You know, if someone puts juice in a water bottle. It smells of juice. Oh, it never goes back to being a water bottle. And I remember going and at lunchtime, they had like these little bottles of wine in <laughs> for your lunch and I filled my chilies bottle <laughs> 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 how disgusting is that but it kept it really cold it kept cold yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I found was I bought these alcohol free beers and they stayed in my fridge till the last day I didn't even touch them but yeah, having them there yeah I didn't even because nobody was day drinking so I didn't feel left out anyway yeah it was weird um, the other thing I did want to say is I get it when people tell us about, you know, the waiters bringing around like the aperitif drinks and things like that. There was yeah. so many at the beginning of the meal or the end of the meal. Is it the, is it called the, is it Raki, the drink? I don't know. It's just disgusting. Raki or Uzo or whatever anyway. I um, never liked it when I was a drinker no, to I be fair. Like it's just, but I'd have it because you can't get rid of. <laughs> I think we've got this misconception that it's rude to turn it down because it's being given to us yeah yeah you're probably right so like people I've, I've seen posts where people say how oh, they had to tip it in the plant or over into the thing it just can i just give a massive tip here just yeah it. it was so easy i just literally as the way to walk over with the tray and went to put it down and i said excuse me is that got alcohol in it and they were like yeah they were really pleased that it had alcohol and they're like yes it has yes and I was like, oh, don't drink, thank you. And yeah. they just walked away. They weren't offended. They weren't upset. In fact, a couple of times, they brought us a little shot of something non-alcoholic, like um, a refreshing juice or yeah, nice. Or they brought us ice creams from a few places. They replaced it with a dessert. I think it's so good, like you said, to, if, if you can and you've got the confidence, to just set. I don't drink because it, I know and it's spreading the word wherever we go on holiday, it's literally spreading the word around the world that not everybody drinks and that's okay. Like, because some, I, I found when I went away, some restaurants would be like so confused. Like, what what do you mean you don't, you don't drink? And then other, and then other places, like a lot of, in Portugal in particular, there was loads of people drinking non-alcoholic drinks. They didn't. Our waiters and waitresses didn't flinch when we said we didn't. Yeah, drink. it's just they didn't flinch. It it was more like nobody did. They were just like okay, and that walked away and brought you something new. They didn't ask why. You weren't questioned. Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. The times me. they are changing. They are, aren't they? Bob yeah. Dylan was right. But, <laughs> but yeah it was um it was interesting it was good everywhere had at least one option of beer on the menu and that was in kind of a small town as well so i don't think people are going to struggle if they've been away or they are going away um it was good it was really really good I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, you really needed some family time as well, didn't you? So how lovely it's been. I just love going on holiday. 
I know. I want to go again. But and especially sober holidays, they are like so so different. And yeah, I, did you find it different compared to because your last one was quite early into oh, sobriety, wasn't it? Oh, wanna yeah yeah. So what what kind of differences did you see in yourself, I suppose, around going really in the early days and now being so confident with your sobriety? I didn't crave once. I didn't think I want that. I wish I could have. There was none of that. Nothing, no, not even any fleeting thoughts of I wish I could do that. And also um, the variety of things that I found to do, you know, like things I wouldn't have done necessarily. So like we did find a few bars and we went out, but we didn't stay up late. I wasn't craving to stay up late. I was quite happy to watch the sunset, to have my meal, to go and play some mini golf, to head back and play cards. It was just a different kind of holiday. So when I got back, I think I said this to you, there's no part of me feeling like I need another holiday to recover. Number one. That's such an eye opener, isn't it? Like how many times or, and I bet people hear it on the planes coming back like, Oh, I need another holiday now. I can't believe that is what we used to do when you can come back feeling so relaxed and refreshed. And, you know, like to see you on that um, Monday at the Be Fit session and you was like wearing Yeah. Yeah. Like buzzing. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like a buzzy little bee um, but yeah you was like raring to go and to see you refreshed and happy that is how we should we're spending on so much money going on these holidays yeah and then we used to just get absolutely smashed and come back feeling knackered that's the other thing right two other things that I wanted to say about it that one was so when I got home you know that craving to go back yeah, of course, everybody would like to go back, but I was dead happy to come home. I was, I felt like I'd been recharged and relaxed. Yeah. And also, I hardly spent anything. Right. I hadn't realised. I mean, I didn't go all inclusive. I went self-catering. And honestly, four of us, and I think I probably spent about a grand for a week. What do you mean, like, over the week? In, over the is holiday. that including the holiday? No. Pay, obviously, the holiday and the transfer and the Fuck flight. me. I think that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, when you consider I've got two kids that want to do water sports, that want to do like oh, eat ice yes, cream every day. You know, meals, we eat all three meals out every single day. The kids yeah. want to do stuff. It's not just two of us. I, I suppose because I'm going away with my mum and my two daughters and we were saying about how much is everybody going to take. Yeah. So then if you think about how much everyone's going to take, so they take a couple of hundred quid each. Yeah, well, that's what it would have been. If you could look at how much I spent on me, £250 probably. Yeah. For a week. Less than 50 quid a day. You know what I mean? Now, I would have spent... Forget me, now my kids are grown up. I forget that you've got to, like, do all that. Yeah, Yeah. buy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they want water guns and inflatables and lilos and... Oh, to be fair, I do still want all them. Like... I went camping and got myself a catapult from Castle Shop. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> that was so funny. But yeah, all that, you know, I mean, the water sports, me and me and Leah, my middle child, um, went on one of those inflatable sofas. I was like a child the whole way around, squealing like an idiot. She was just like, can you stop now? You're embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. I'd have been like Leah. I'd have, I'd have hated to go on that with you. <laughs> I, yeah, I was screaming my head off on my own. Like really oh, no. screaming. 
<laughs> yeah, it was dead good fun though. But yeah, not hardly any money spent if you consider it, and it was self catering, so I couldn't believe it. No, it's good that. And then, of course, I got back on the, and I wouldn't have been able to do this had I been drinking. So I got back early hours Friday morning and you and me were out Saturday night. Yeah, we were. Which, talking about, before we get to Saturday, can I just say how I managed to get to Saturday, which would never have happened before either, is um, I had the weekend to myself this weekend. So I was like, oh, what shall I do with it? I I can't sit in and watch telly and relax. It's just not in my DNA to do. I just can't. So Carolyn was hosting a brunch in North Wales. And I thought, I might go over there, actually, on Saturday morning. Not even right. like the tip of North Wales. It's like a three-hour drive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was a good, Oh, it was a good drive. <laughs> but I thought, you know what? I'll go over Saturday morning for brunch. And then I thought, actually, Rob had his son this weekend. Um, so we don't have sleepovers on that weekend. So I thought, actually, I could go down on the Friday in the motorhome and stay over at mine and Rob's secret spot. And then I thought... You know what? I work for myself. I'm going to go Friday morning. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, well, I was talking to my mum and we were saying she'd read this somewhere and it said, if you cannot get out of the office, then you don't work for somebody else. No, you don't work for yourself. You work for somebody else. So I was like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, this is you trying to prove a point to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm supposed to work for myself, so I'm just going to take Friday off. (laughs) Is that where you did that rock painting then? Yeah, it is. That looked well good, by the way. I had the most loveliest time. So... I went down in the van. The traffic was horrific, absolutely horrific. So I didn't get there as early as I wanted, which was a little bit annoying. And then when I got there, I went round Conway and had a look in the shops. I didn't love doing that on my own, actually. I thought I'd quite enjoy it, but I didn't. I felt a bit of pressure to buy things because it was really quiet. And you know when people watching shops and they're looking at what you're looking at and then they want to tell you where it was made and I'm like, just leave me alone. (laughs) I I don't care if it's local. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> now I feel pressured to buy this sheep that I did not want to buy. Did you buy it? <laughs> no, I did really well actually. So, and then I was driving over to my secret spot, and then Carolyn, our North Wales ambassador, actually came and picked me up from there, and we went for coffee and cake. Oh, how lovely! Which was so lovely. Then I went back and just. Chilled out. It was so nice. I did wake up at 3 3 a.m. with like a little bit of anxiety that I might get murdered, but that did. Because I I realized I'm like, a little bit of anxiety that I might get murdered. Because I was like, oh, it's 3 a.m. It's really dark. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Oh my God, I'm on my own. How did I get here? And everything seems like so much bigger in the middle of the night. But I managed to kind of battle through it. I'd seen the sunset, which was amazing. I would, and then in the morning, I was going to go for a walk, but instead, I just went and collected some pebbles from the beach, set my table out in my chair and painted. I've got like these like fiberglass pens or something in the van and I just painted the pen and oh, I loved it. I had like the nicest time doing it and I felt so relaxed and lovely. Then I went over to meet Carolyn and one of our members for brunch and then we went for a sea swim. 
Which you all go, the three of you. Yeah, the three of us went and we are oh, laughed so much. And for me, I can't, I really struggle with socialising. And I know that's hard for people to believe when they was like talking on this podcast and that we run a sober social community (laughs) but I find it really hard and I get really like anxious about it but when I was there I really laughed like belly laughed and going into the sea for me and watching Carolyn's face made me chuckle she's such a brave amazing lady you know seeing because she doesn't doesn't swim very well and she's going like doing these sea dips and she came over to us to do a waterfall dip and she went kayaking like at 60 she's 60 and she's doing all these things and she doesn't even swim very well so she's just so inspiring and I laughed like proper proper laughed and then I drove back and that brings us to me and you meeting up on Saturday to go raving right I know it does but before that yeah Let's have your news. Oh my gosh, I do have news. I I can't say it because this is like... (sighs) Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. We'll get back to our chat shortly. But first, let us tell you about some of the things we offer here at Be Sober. So as usual, we don't want to bombard you with everything that we do because there really is so much. So this week, we're going to tell you about our membership because it really is like no other. For those moments when life gets weird or hard, we'll put our arm around you and help you through. We don't shy away from an ugly cry, but we also know when to let you get up on your own two feet. You've got what it takes to figure stuff out for yourself, but you can do this safe in the knowledge that if things go tits up, we'll be there if you need help picking up the pieces. You've always got a community with us. We know how bloody wonderful you are. We appreciate you and we will always respect your choices. We really do love everything weird and wonderful about all of our members and about you. And we'll always be there standing right next to you, cheering you every single step of the way. Now let's go and have some proper fun. Instead of spending your money getting wasted this weekend, come and join the Be Sober membership. So my eldest daughter is going to be a mum. Yeah, and I'm so excited about it. Like I am incredibly, I have had this news right for so long. Like she's 14 weeks pregnant um, and she's like so excited, but we found out instantly. So I have had to keep this news inside for three months. Yeah, for ages. Like it should be born now. (laughs) What are you, um, I'm not going to say what should we call you, because that's just weird, because I'm going to carry on calling you Lisa, yeah? Yeah, right. Um, can we discuss this a little bit, guys? I'm, I'm going to have to discuss it a little bit, Let's because it, it seems that the whole world is obsessed with finding me a name. Like, just so you know, I'm I'm still called Lisa to you, right? <laughs> Nobody else needs to call me any other name. Yeah, just um, Lisa, because that's her freaking name. <laughs> And when my daughter has her little baby, <laughs> this this is basically what I said to her, right? I'm not ready for the G word. I'm just 43 and I was a young mum. You're not 43 yet. No, I'm going to be like yeah. next week or something. So by the time people listen to this, I'll be 43. Actually, by the time some people listen to it, I might be 60. And then they'll be like, oh my God, she looks really rough for 43. <laughs> <laughs> oh. who knows you never know um, <laughs> so 
I am really struggling with the G word because like my my grandma is my grandma and then my mum's a grandma. But, but like, they were young grandmas as well. Yeah, I know. Well, and I can't meet in your people grandma. People said nan, thinking, nanny and nan and it is freaking me the hell out. You know like, what though? When I met your grandma, seriously, she was as old as my mum, I'm sure. Yeah, she was rich. She was a young grandma. She was stunning, my grandma, as well. Like, she was. Glamorous. Yeah, so glamorous. But yeah, I've had people say things like this oh, you can be a glamorous granny. No, I, I can't. What do you want to say? I'm not ready. I want to tell them to go stick it. Yeah. Like, I'm just not ready for I, I know I will be. But anyway, we had this conversation, me and my daughter, and she was like, Mum, I, I wanted to buy you something to put the scan picture in, but I. I don't know what can we call you, but she agrees that I don't look like one yet. And I, do you have to have the title? And it'll not just yeah, be known as Lisa, but you are the baby's grandma. I know, but when the baby talks, so this is what I'm saying. I've kind of said is when the baby's old enough to call it me, I will be called that for the baby, but for nobody else. So I was like, so Beth, if you're across the street and you see me, you'll shout mum, yeah? And if the baby can talk, it can shout grandma, <laughs> but you don't shout grandma for the baby, like you still shout mum, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. And I think actually if you're out with Beth's baby, your grandchild, People will actually. Don't I say grandchild? Is that what? Am I just? I think I'm overreacting. Maybe. I think people will think it's yours. They'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be like that to you and Rob. Oh my God, we didn't realise. And you were like, I. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's when just. You consider that I was pregnant at. This sounds weird. I'm only a bit older than you. But at your age, I was pregnant. I know I didn't end up having a baby, but I would have had a baby by your age. And yeah, loads you'd of people still have babies my age. And I think they're absolutely crazy. And I'm actually like, I am so excited for her. I know how, how much this baby's wanted and going to be loved. And, and Beth's going to be the most amazing mum. She really is. And I'm, I am dead excited. So I don't want the obsession of what I'm going to be called to kind of overshadow it. And I and I feel like, some, well, like when I announced it on social media, people were so obsessed with what to call me. I feel like it can kind of overshadow it a little bit. So I don't know whether I'm just being a bit wanky about it and I should get over it. Um, but I'm, str- I am, I am, de- I am struggling. I can't. Can and then one of my once? friends. Can I just do it once? Please, please, please. No, 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 no. If you do, like, let's talk about, <laughs> no, I, I will say things to you. <laughs> I wouldn't ever do it really I won't I'm, and um, I'm probably asking for it now by putting this out there on the podcast you know like what you attract what you put out there don't you so I've well, no yeah, doubt you're putting out of... there that you don't want people calling you grandma so that's what you're attracting it's, yeah it's so crazy yeah only the grandchild which is acceptable but let's right. be excited about yeah, I'm having a grandchild, which I'm well, really congratulations excited. again. I know I have said it privately, but publicly, congratulations. And I'm well excited for you. I'm also a little bit jealous in some ways because I've got years yet, so my kids, hopefully years, so my kids make me a grandma. And you're gonna be a really young, cool grandma. Oh, I hope so. I'm, you know, I've had to really like and a sober one. Like, that's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? Like, we've never had a sober grandma in the family. 
No, but my nana didn't drink much at all. She literally had one drink on her birthday and one at Christmas. So I think she counted. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I'm just, I am really looking forward to experiencing all the amazing bits. And like, I've told Beth, I've said me and Rob are going to like take it up and just send you pictures of like your baby on trig points and stuff and in, <laughs> and in waterfalls. <laughs> it will, it'll be happening. Oh, no. imagine being I'm going to make some member of my family outdoorsy. So I am literally, this baby is going to be outdoorsy. Be it's on kayak when it's 18 months. All the other babies will be learning to walk and it'll be rowing. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> so good. And honestly, I'm just going to say this and then we'll end it. But um, she told me all that time ago and I was like, oh yeah, just kind of getting my head around it. And I think I was obviously really anxious of her waiting for the scan and yeah, yeah. things like that, like you do. And when the scan, when she showed me the picture, it was so weird. I literally, she was there and I looked at her and I just fell in love already. Like It's because you love her though, isn't it? I know, and it's just like such a weird wonderful thing i can't believe oh. it it's crazy but yeah right congratulations that's, that's amazing <laughs> so we get on to where uh, somebody called me a student on saturday night Can oh we... yeah because actually yeah she's a grandma almost but she got called a student so let's, let's just go back to saturday night because we we wanted to empathize with people who socialized didn't we yeah it was hard, wasn't it, Lisa? Yeah, and I think, so to put this in perspective, um, I think we spoke about this on the last podcast that Alex and I went out, we really wanted to let our hair down and have a dance. I've yeah. been craving it so much in my chest to kind of like have a bit of a blowout, if you like, yeah. and do things that I used to do, but without alcohol. And can and I just also put out there at this point that I said that raving wasn't for me? Yes, you did. And I was like, you'll like it. Come on, it'll be fine. So we tried going out the other week and it it was shit, wasn't it? It was just a load <laughs> of shit. We didn't like it. And I spilt food down the top and then we had a good night with each other, but it was just shit. So we booked on to go to this sober rave, dry wave, if you want to give them um, a Google and check them out. It's, it's probably more for like recovery. It's a sober rave, but it's... It's aimed at the recovery community. Yeah, perhaps. most of them have been through 12-step programs, our rehab, and it's got that feel about the community, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's an incredible community. And um, Ben that runs it is a really incredible guy, actually. He loves what he does. You can tell just looking at him that he used to be like a... a proper raver <laughs> it, it's just it's funny they're all funny but yeah we went to this rave and we walked in and it was like oh we full on one it straight away oh shit <laughs> like it were a proper dingy club type which i was thinking yeah this hot. is what i wanted this is hot. what i wanted it was hot yeah really hot there were people without tops on there were people it, like proper, boom, boom, going for it, dancing. It was wet. <laughs> oh, can I also tell you that um, within about half an hour, Lisa had asked me if I could do the worm. 
I was like, oh my God, I would love you to just get in the middle now and do the worm. It Can I just clarify that I can't do the worm? <laughs> but we had to massively ease ourselves in, didn't yeah, we? It was and it was, it was really, really hard. So the music's going, so that's ticked to box. We're in the club. We're like, yeah, this is this is ticked what we want. And everybody's sober and people are dancing. And the music had some, it, like it was it good. Was good. It was good. It made you want to dance. But we was pretty self-conscious, weren't we, to begin with? I found it really hard. So even drunk, if you've not had enough to drink, you'll have all experienced that feeling of, oh, I feel like a bit of a wanker, right? And, and people that, go, come and dance, come and dance. And you're like, oh, I've not had enough to drink. Minute, I'll just have another drink. Or, yeah. And um, Especially when you can't dance, right? Yeah, which is yeah. a completely different conversation. But Lisa and I... We always knew it, I think, but we're in denial. We can move. We are in time, but we haven't got any moves. Yeah, I'm not really in time. Like, no, I are. struggle clapping in time at concerts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got to, like, take a deep breath and then go, right, doof, the clapping now. And then and this kind man of... on the stage kept saying three, we think he kept saying three wise men in a boat. In a boat. <laughs> yeah, three wise men in a boat. But it didn't sound like that. It sounded like... Well, it took us all time. night to work it out. We thought it was saying three white men in a box. In a box. Three like, white men in a box. We were like, surely you can't be saying that. <laughs> anyway, it, we think it was three wise men in a boat. But we don't yeah. know why still. And that was weird. And every time it came on, we laughed. But what we had to Forward do... Forward to that bit, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but what we had to do was actually really have a word with ourselves and each other. Oh, big, yeah. yeah. One of us would sort of think, right, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. The other one would not want to, and we'd have to say, come on, come on. We cheerlead, we literally cheerleaded, like what we talk about. You yeah. know, like, uh, the, uh, not even cheerlead, we were like the football players. We were like, we could do this, we could do this. And you, you gave us a good tip, didn't you? Lisa was like, close your eyes, close your eyes, feel the music. And when we closed our eyes, both of us found, closing our eyes, we could feel it and do it. Yeah. And so that was our first tip. And when we went, it took, I would say, no exaggeration, which is rare for me, um, two, two hours? No, it wasn't two hours. It was. It wasn't. We got there at six. I reckon I didn't fully get into it until about eight. Until entrance come on. Yeah, well, that was at nine. No, before you were into it, before you were well ready for the worm before. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple of hours. It really was. Till I fell. I might have started dancing before then. But yeah. until I fell at ease, it was a good couple of hours. It's, th it's that switch off. And I think it helped because you was around people that it was like, we said, didn't we? Nobody cares. Like, it's not, like dance like nobody's watching. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody cared at all. And that's where we was kind of like, right, we're going to go. And we had each other, which made such a big difference yeah. to kind of encourage each other. And so it was like, each other, but in a positive way, not in like, have a shot, have a shot, have a shot. But like, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. And it was kind of nice to, but our old versions come out in a completely different way. Really we were so, both a bit naughty, weren't we? Like, yay, yeah, we were like, right, and honestly, when we got into it, I was so, it was so good to just kind of switch off for even a few minutes, you know. And you know what else I was thinking what was amazing about this rave is, um, Somebody that comes to the other events, the waterfall dips, there's a member and she brings her daughter yeah. who's 
18 and 19, I think she is, and she's severely autistic. Yeah. And she walked in with her daughter and a friend and they both instantly just started dancing and raving and the hands were going and they absolutely loved it. And I think to have such a place where people can experience raving nightclubs and get that true, true feel to what it is in such a safe environment. It made me really emotional watching them because I just thought, what a brilliant thing. And uh, yeah, and I think the other thing is, as after we left there, it was only quarter to ten when we left. It was still early. Across the locks at Deansgate, there's like, a, if you've never been to Manchester, there's a row of bars called Deansgate Locks. And we could hear Tiffany, I think we're alone. Oh, my God. And I, that was like, my, that is the point I would get up dancing at a wedding. Yeah. When Tiffany and came. I went, Lisa, is that Tiffany? And she was like, yeah. And we looked like, come on. And we bounded across the street and we just were outside on this decking there were loads of pissed people around us weren't there yeah and then we sat down or oh, some were dancing me and you really went for it and by that point and that was the kind of realization if we'd have been all night dancing from that point we would have carried on yeah 100 completely at ease weren't we you know what it made me think of though when we went over do you remember that time in cyprus when we walked past that club and there was a song on and we both looked at each other and we're like we were going home we was literally set to go home and then we heard like this song come on in a club and we looked at each other and went oh fuck it and we went back into the club and ended up dancing all night but we were absolutely smashed and then we got into loads of trouble but um, (laughs) off our partners and stuff for not going on for hours but it reminded me of that night but without all the shit and no shame or guilt or anxiety to go over and dance and when Tiffany come on and and all our era of music then come on in that bar it was so it's just giving me goose pimples thinking about it and we just went for it but we wouldn't have just gone for it it's because we'd warmed up it's literally like exercise you have have to warm up. up Yeah, get in your kitchen and have a warm-up or take a friend who's going to help you warm up. But um, also, we did ask for two non-alcoholic mojitos and the girl literally didn't know what to do. <laughs> no, she didn't, did she? This is outside of the rave now, obviously. We're in yeah, the this was after. Gate. But she made them and she was like, oh, and she was genuinely intrigued, wasn't she? She was like, oh, I've never made one before. Thanks for teaching me something new. And Yeah, she was lovely. Really she was lovely. She yeah. Was. It was Hello. it was such a good night. It was brilliant. So before we finish, do you want to give your top tip that you found? <laughs> My top tips that I found. Yeah, Somebody else's tip. top tip. Right. So we were thinking that um we we did want to give anybody that's thinking of going out, then it, it is hard, isn't it? Like we said, it's it, hard, can, it, yeah. it can be difficult, especially yeah. if you're in <laughs> The early days. And I think something that we've both found is we've got so many other hobbies now. Um, So we don't actually go out very much and do the things that we used to do. So if you're in the early days and you're wanting to go out, then here's some top top tips for an alcohol-free night out. So the first one is get ahead of the game. 
It says, the key to remember is the work you need to do before you set foot inside the pub. It's important to start putting in place new ways of thinking so that when you find yourself in your local pub on a Friday after work, you're already in control. It's important to be claiming your reasons for taking a break from alcohol and keep these whys at the forefront of your mind when you're around alcohol to keep you motivated. Focusing on the benefits of being alcohol free and the aspects that you gain from this rather than what you feel that you might be missing out on will help to begin a shift in your mindset which is true if you're in it it's just preparing yourself that if you cut that short it's what we've just talked about maybe even physically preparing yourself by having a little warm-up having a little dance making sure that you've checked the alcohol-free menu out that's the second tip pre-pick your drink and I think that is really really important because I've been caught out a couple of times off this in the earlier days I've gone somewhere and thought oh I'm gonna have an alcohol free lager and then I've got there and they've not got it yeah and I've built any and they've got a earlier days it would have been very easy to just go oh fuck it I'll have I'll have a proper one yeah so pre-picking your drink is quite um, important. Knowing what you're going to order so you can or just kind your of... your own, you know. Yeah. Like, take your own if they've not got it. It's allowed. Yeah. And people seem to be against, like, soft drinks. We go through this phase, I think, of, like, we don't want to be offered drinks for kids or soft drinks. Yeah. But actually... I not Coke. Yeah, not all of them are that bad, especially if it's in a nice glass and it's got ice. And I'd, I'd just have a Coke anyway. No, it wouldn't bother yeah, me. Like, yeah, I'm quite happy holding my bottle of water and dancing as long as everyone else is there and dancing. And What a cheap and night with that on Saturday, actually. Yeah, we didn't. I didn't spend a penny, actually. Did I buy your water? I know I had it with me in my own bottle, in oh. the big silver bottle. Oh, yeah. What a, what a cheap night out. Yeah. Um, what else has it got on it? They're actually not that great. We could think of better tips ourselves that's on it. I like this one. Uncross your arms. Well, what if you want them crossed? Well, you should. <laughs> <laughs> it says when you've been out for an hour or two, you might start to run out of conversation. But I struggle in the beginning rather than the end. Yeah, I I agree. But what's crossing your arms got to do with it? I really struggle talking to people, me, when I'm out. What's uncrossing your arms got to do with anything? Right. (laughs) I do not get that. If you want to cross your arms, bloody well cross them. Right. It's (laughs) saying when when you're running out of conversation, this is the time to take your hands out of your pockets, get off your phone, uncross your arms, stop looking at your watch. Instead of having an internal conversation with yourself, loosen up and join in the fun. Take a look around. There will be people doing all sorts of things that you can engage in or at the very least enjoy watching. So I do get it. If you kind of sat there and you're using your phone as a bit of protection and you and you, you that internal conversation in your head of yeah. like what should I say where should be what, your arms then isn't it yeah it's more than that I think that's like, like that was like the like, header yeah. join in in it yeah join yeah. in get out of your own head yeah no, and that is so true you know because really that saying I know it's cliche dance like nobody's watching but honestly nobody is no yeah. one gives two shits. And especially if they're in like a sober do. And if they're in a, a normal, ordinary bar where other people are drinking, they're actually probably too drunk to care what you're doing anyway. So just get out your own head, get on with it, enjoy it. 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I like Cross your sometimes, arms do you know what I do? And it might not be the right thing to do, but I do do it. <laughs> Is I think what would Piss Lisa do now? Or what would Piss Lisa talk about now? You know, if I'm feeling a bit uncomfortable. So say like dancing, I think, would would drunk Lisa dance? Hey, would she dance? And then, because it does take away that inhibition. So it's just training yeah. yourself to do it without the alcohol. And then you're like, you go too far and think, no, 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 Sober Lisa's not doing that. (laughs) Yeah, Sober Lisa is not doing the worm. (laughs) I want to learn to do the worm just so that next time you say to me, can you do the worm? I'll go, yeah, watch this. The thing is, Pissed Alex would have done a headstand. And I think if you didn't have a dress on, I think you'd have definitely done a headstand. Or I'd have been doing press-ups or arm wrestling somebody. I, I did actually crab to somebody, didn't I? Oh, yeah, that was actually quite funny. I don't know what the crab is, but it was a sideways movie where I said, this is what I do. <laughs> like the fishing one. Have you ever done the fishing one where you, yeah, where you wind them in? <laughs> we should have done that. Yeah. That would have, oh, I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Anyway, the rest of these tips are a bit shit. So I'm, go- I'm not going to go through them all. The last one is, and I'm going to use it right now, is just know when it's time to go home. <laughs> Absolutely. When you've had enough, Leave. We did that, right? It was really funny. We were stood there and the um, last kind of DJ act came on and she was good. But yeah, we'd, she was. we'd had enough. Like I yeah. looked at Lisa and she looked at me and I said, are we done? And she was like, yeah, we're done. We just got our bags. We left. And then we found out we weren't done because we ran across the road and did Tiffany. But genuinely. That Tiffany was done? like our cool down. So we had our warm up. <laughs> Then we did the rave and then we went to like Tiffany was our cool down before we got in the car to drive home, which may I add is well good. How good is it getting into your car and driving home? I listened to Entrance again on the way home. Did you? (laughs) Well funny. (laughs) Yeah. So check out Dry Wave because there are other events coming up and we will definitely, definitely do another one. I think we're going to get Ben on the podcast, actually. We, 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 I don't know today. why. We're, like, we've known him for ages now and I do not know why we have not asked Ben on this podcast. Tell I message him straight after this while I'm on my yeah, break now. Yeah, do it. Brilliant, I'll do it. All right, well, that's it. Uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. Lisa's going on holiday. We'll share all Lisa's holiday tip when she comes back. If she can we be won't, honestly, that could put somebody off like listening to the next season because we can't we have two holiday tip ones. Yeah. We won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll think of something fresh to talk about. We'll get so, Ben on. We'll get Ben on. <laughs> we'll get Ben on. We'll get Ben on, yeah. You know what? Have um, an amazing day, night, morning, wh- whatever time it is right now. Just see you later. See you later. <laughs> oh, shit, advice. You've got as bad as me nowadays. Bye. Bye. <laughs>